every Sunday night, 7:30 Eastern Time, 45 minutes. Strengthen your skills, meet newbies and veterans in the fields. Let's crack data science interview at Clubhouse. Ah,、uh, but since you ha- you haven't read chapter one, ah,、uh, I will quickly ah、uh, go through chapter one's major points. Like in chapter one for this book. It's、uh, just covering some basic ideas, like what is machine learning, why we use machine learning, and types of machine learning.、Uh, so I think to me the most important thing is that we need to know、uh, the difference between supervised and unsupervised learning,、uh, and some of the basic、uh, terminologies like、uh, the instances, which is the sample,、uh, the target, which is our、uh, labels, and also the attributes, which is called name. And also the machine learning pipeline. So I would say you can. I think for chapter one, it's not too much. It's just the basic idea. So it might take you only one or two days to go through all these key concepts. So because throughout this book, the、uh, the authors will use something like instances. If you don't know what instances, you can check back chapter one. I know instances. I have some basics, so don't worry about me. <laughs> okay.、Uh, all right. So from chapter two, we are、uh, going. Actually, chapter two is、uh, actually already start a very、uh, real world end to end machine learning project. So I would say today we will just cover the first half、uh, from the looking at the big picture to prepare the data for. Uh, to visualize, actually visualize the data to gain insights. So actually,、uh, following this uh, uh, work workflow,、uh, the first step is that we will try to understand、uh, the goal or the objective of this project, right? So in、uh, for this project, it's just、uh, clearly stated that、uh, on page thirty-five, it's that. The boss wants the people to build a model to learn from the data and predict the medium house price in any districts in California. Well, so from this sentence to predict the medium house price,、uh, let me ask you guys a question:、uh, What type of machine learning is this? Is it supervised or unsupervised? And do you think it's a、uh, Classification problem or a、uh, regression problem? I can answer. <laughs> If sure, no one has answer, but Lina, I see you open your microphone. Would you like to answer? Try it. Oh, I was um, I was exit the room for very briefly. I I only caught up the. Second part of the question, but you go ahead. Okay, cool. So it's a it's a regression problem because we have the target variable is medium price. Um, it's a um supervised learning. Um, because we have target variable medium price, and we can use regression model. Um, or any um supervised learning model. And because I read the book, I know based on different business object, we might have、uh, different answers. Okay, that's great. 
Uh, actually, you are right. It is a regression problem, and then regression is uh, is one of the supervised learning uh, problem. And and because the training data, uh, we got the median price for each of the districts, right? So the data is already given. Uh, the label of the of the, or the target is given. Uh, and also, this is a uh, a multivariable regression problem because uh, if you look at the raw data. You see that they provide you the population, regional population, the uh, and like medium income and many other. Uh, let me see what else. Uh, like the house medium age, total number of rooms, total bedrooms, uh, etc. So there are a lot of the we call them features or attributes. Uh, so it's a multivariable uh, regression problem. <coughs> Uh, on the country, on the, on the first, uh, the first chapter actually has an introductional example, which is uh, predicting the happiness based on the uh, GDP per capita, and that one is only using one input variable, so it's a univariate regression problem. Cool, thank you, Joseph. Yeah, I see a new audience come on the stage. Hi, Maguru. We are reading the book Hands-On Machine Learning. So welcome to join us. It's just a we just started on chapter two, and every Sunday night Eastern time, seven thirty, we start our discussion for forty five minutes. Welcome joining us. Thank you for the invitation. Yes, my great pleasure to meet you guys here. Yeah, I'm glad to have you here. Computer study, mm -hmm. machine learning. Yeah. yeah, very interesting topic. Yeah. Yeah, feel free to follow us on um, Clubhouse. Also, we have a WeChat group. You can reach out to us with your WeChat. Maybe put your WeChat in the chat. We can add you in our group if you haven't. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I will join your group later on, OK? Sounds good. Joseph, go ahead. Uh-huh, yeah. So <clears throat> we just covered this. Uh, uh, we we know that when we look at the data, right? We know what type of problem it is. Okay, and then also we found this is a multivariate regression problem. So then we uh, can select a the next step. Is is the question is to ask whether <clears throat> what our end goal is, and that uh, is important because when when we are in a real uh, world project, predicting the medium house price. In, for a certain district is not possibly the end goal or ultimate goal for big projects. It's very likely our output, for example, we predicted uh, the medium income, uh, the medium house price is only an input for the downstream project. So we will actually fall into this called pipeline, a data pipeline. And we are focusing only uh, our upstream components and our our results will be the uh, input for other projects. So the, the author just uh, keep uh, keep us in mind that our efforts can only be one puzzle of a big, uh, 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 only one block of a big puzzle. And then keep a, a clear data flow diagram as which is showing figure 2-2 is good to tell us uh, at the beginning of a project, uh, I believe every one of us can uh, should write should have this mapping on mind that which uh, is our component. 
like for this project, the, our component is district pricing. However, this is only one block of the whole pipeline. Uh, and, and also the next question is to ask is uh, how our solution would look like, how to measure our performances. This uh, for this project, uh, it's for this one. It has selected the uh, uh, two very popular performance measurement. Uh, one is called the root mean square error or RMSE. The other one is the uh, mean absolute error or MAE. Uh, on page 38 and 39, uh, the definition of RMSE and MAE are clearly uh, listed. The equation is there. And then, uh, so for those who already have the book, I don't want to cover the details because they explain very, very clearly. Uh, one thing I want you to pay attention is the difference between RMSE and MAE. Uh, that is something new to me. Uh, as I put in page 39, the last, uh, the last uh, comparison, I would say, is that they're just saying that the higher the norm index, the more it focuses on large value and neglects small ones. So <clears throat> this is why the RMSE is more sensitive to outliers uh, than the MAE. So based on our projects, if you are looking for, based on uh, depending on our data quality, right? So if we have very uh, high noise in our data, a lot of outliers, we might have uh, a much bigger RMSE than MAE, right? And also both of them can be shown for any of the regression problem, but we will also measure using the the two indices, we can also see how noise our data is. And just to clarify, um, when you talk about the noise, is that the noise or the outliers in target variable? Uh, yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because MAE or MS, RMSE are all using the hypothesis uh, and comparing the hypothesis and your target, why? So HX is your hypothesis, is the output from your model, and Y is your target. Go ahead. Okay, and the, the target variable, the assumption is that the target variable is the normal, normal distribution bell-shaped curve. Uh, are you talking about the uh, assumptions of the uh, target? Target variable for MSE, MRE, uh, RMSE, uh, and AME. Uh, RMSE and MAE. So uh, on did, you, did you find this in any, uh, I didn't find this assumption, but oh. you're saying that the, the, they are assuming uh normal distribution for the target values yeah um so go to the page 40 on the top uh so 
uh, because RMSE use standard variation, right? So um, it talks about um, ninety five. Ah, okay, I see. Ninety five percent probability, or yeah, sixty eight probability probability of uh, the back force into the range. So the assumption they are normally distributed. Uh, I will I will check it more because um, I I don't know whether uh, the normal distribution assumption is must be met. If that is the case, then of course RMSE is better, but maybe maybe not, maybe not. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, for for because RMSE to be honest, it's just the standard deviation. Uh, the measure of standard deviation and uh, it's at or, or it's a <clears throat> uh, L2 norm of uh, two vectors so it doesn't really from the equation doesn't really require your target y to be normally distributed yes thank you Joseph Uh, so yeah, okay. So another problem, and then after that we can uh, go to getting the data, and uh, I, I think uh, you can get them from the link that the book provided on page um, forty-four. Uh, then get a quick look at the data. There is a very useful, several very useful. Uh, Python uh, Python functions. One is called uh, um, info. Um, let me see. Yeah, it's on page forty-five. That housing the info once you downloaded the data uh, using dot info will tell you uh, the data types, number of data in each attribute, and not now uh, or how how the now variables. How many now uh, is it not now or Contain now variables or not. The second one is the value counts. Uh, okay, so maybe the describe function will tell you the count of each of the variable, that the, each of the feature, like the number of them and the mean standard deviation, and then the uh, mean minimum and maximum, 25, 50, and 75 quartile. First, second, uh, so these statistical. I uh, have, yeah, sorry. Oh, I have uh, some small tips here. So when we look at this page, uh, at uh, use uh, uh, directly dot describe, uh, to describe all the numerical yeah. values. However, we can also have the this uh, function applied to categorical values as well just uh, in the uh, after describe you use include equals all then we will have both the, uh, numerical and categorical variables um, statistic information displayed yeah just some tips here
Thank you. Great. Go ahead, Joseph. Okay, so for the next. Uh, for the next part is to plot our data using the histogram. Um, as you can see that uh, uh, the each of the uh, feature is plotted by itself to show you how its distribution look like. Um, actually, uh, if you look at the look at the um, some of them like house median age. Many of them are actually not uh, normally distributed. And, uh, there is one way to convert them, uh, it's, which cover is called the logarithm uh, transformation. Uh, can help you to make them more uh, normal. Yeah, and uh, from this chart, also see there's a. Uh um some cap in the data right for the housing median age median housing value uh there the, there's that cap on the top yes right if you look at the house median age uh 50 or plus right it will all be considered into one uh one Yeah, into one, the top, the one cap. Top. Yeah, so it's very high. It's very high. Yeah, distribution very high. And uh, just curious, uh, uh, Joseph, do you know the reason why we want to transform those uh, features, normalize them? Uh, good question. Let me, let me see. I think I saw it somewhere in a chapter. Uh huh. Sorry for giving the challenging question. Yeah, I know it's a one step must take in the feature engineering, uh, but I also uh, not fully understand or fully sure at this moment the reason why we want to do it. Is that, yeah, I know because the data is very skewed uh, and uh, the variance is uh, uh, very big. So we want, uh, it's it's good to standardize it or normalize it to have a uh, um, more bell-shaped distribution. But I'm still curious why bell-shaped distribution is uh, what we want. Yeah, this is a good question. Actually, I think it will cover this uh, later when you look deeper into each of the machine learning algorithm. Uh, I believe that the uh, normal distribution is is the assumption for some of the regression uh, algorithms, and that will perform better when data are normally distributed. Mm, yeah, sounds good. Thank you, Joseph. Uh, yeah, good question. I, I will try to check this. This is a good question. I will try to check a better answer for you later. Sounds good. Thank you. Appreciate.
Uh, okay, so when we visualize the data, we can uh, have histogram is is only unit one variable at a time, right? Another way uh, better is to uh, of course we can uh, visualize the uh, one one uh, feature against the other. For example, longitude against latitude, right? And that is on page fifty three, uh, and using different uh, alpha, you can see how the houses are located in California. Some in region like Bay Area, San Francisco, uh, they are really very dark blue. That means they have a high population. <coughs> there are, uh, let me see, did I cover? Yeah, there are many different ways to visualize the data. And before you're building any model, it's better to learn your data from by visualizing it. I think this is very intuitive and very important step. Uh, then is to look for any correlations uh, between each of the features. And then we use the very, uh, they introduce a very good uh, plot called a scatter matrix plot. And it is actually um, because of the size of the inputs uh, feature, they uh, just uh, picked four. Four of them, they see most correlated uh, features to our target. So they, what they choose is the median house value, the median income, the total rooms, and the house medium age. And then these four uh, features are plotted uh, one against the other, and then it's four by four, which is 16 plots. Well, which on the major diagonal is the uh, variable against itself. Uh, and then uh, Python actually, uh, because it will show you only line, uh, straight lines, which is not very useful to show correlations. So uh, correlation mainly is to see how the uh, one variable is related to the other, right? So we don't want to see the correlation to itself. Uh, so on the major diagonal is the histogram. Uh, on the scatter matrix, you might see, uh, for example, the medium income against the medium house value has very clear linearity there. A question here. So when when we after we visualize the, the correlation um, and the plot the data, uh, is that the features with a higher correlation with the, the target variable considered uh, as a, a better feature for our model? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why you want to pick only those. Uh, with high correlation. And you know correlation is the value between negative one to one. Mm -hmm. And the more higher or lower close to, when it's absolute value closer to one, it's more, I, I would say more uh, important uh, feature. So it comes up another question. What if uh, there is no feature that the strong or medium strong correlation to the target variable. What shall we do there? 
uh, one way is that you might want to change your feature, right? It may not be the very relevant. Uh, I think it mentioned a, a called signal to noise ratio. When you have some features are very high correlation, you call them signals. If they are not correlated, then you call them noise. Uh, so you don't want to keep a lot of irrelevant feature in your model, which will not help your model at all. Yeah, agree. Um, so I have uh, another additional thought here. Yes, uh, um, the good part about current machine learning models, yes, sometimes even though there is no very obvious uh, correlation, one-to-one -one correlation between the target variable and uh, one feature. Um, by using machine learning models, we might uh, have uh, those combined impact signal from multiple different features. So there's a still um, possibility, like by combining right, right, right. those features, yeah. we build a model have some some kind of predictive power. Yeah, correct. Yeah, this is actually a big topic about feature engineering, right? So uh, it first uh, is based on your expert uh, experience. So if you know the house market, you know that uh, the house prices were very correlated to the people's income. This is uh, your uh, experience. So your experience, your uh, your expertise really uh, is very important uh, when you choose the, your feature. Uh, and also, uh, I, I see that the author also did some transformation. For example, the number of total rooms does not make much sense, right? But if you uh, divide the number of total rooms uh, by uh, divide the total number of bedrooms by the total rooms, and then that will make tell you more because house. If you have a larger house, you normally have a lower percentage of total bedrooms against the total rooms. So, uh, so what I say is that you have a lot of features there may not be have direct correlation with your target. However, if you uh, divide the total number of bedrooms to uh, by the total rooms, it might become a more uh, useful feature. Totally agree. Thank you, Joseph. That's a good insight. And also, by some of the, your experience, you might know that the, the, the more expensive house normally have, uh, you may have more number of rooms and then um, um so you may also think about the household size right household size um if you want to uh, divide the total area by your household it's so it's a uh, the area per people the per people area is also a very useful feature to uh to determine the minimum house price uh, yeah, these things I would say is very it's the it's the beauty of machine learning, and that's very important. That uh, when you build a model, you choose a very correlated, uh, very how to say it's very correlated to your target, will save you lots of 
effort and time and efforts in finding new features uh, by using the combination of features you already have. <laughs> and sometimes you may think that uh, tying two features together uh, may give you more uh, insights. You can test that out too. All right, so yeah. for yeah, for this, uh, I will say uh, because time that we can stop here today. Uh, and if you guys have, because I didn't get a chance to ask or answer any more questions, so I want to leave some minutes for you uh, for question time. Yeah, sounds great. Um, just give some context for those who just uh, we are discussing the hands-on machine learning uh, chapter two. Um, we just started that last week. You guys can check out in our page and uh, feel free to join us anytime. Um, every Sunday, seven thirty p.m. Eastern time. Hi, Morgan. So and uh, yeah, any question? Any from any one of you guys? I've already asked a lot of questions. Or any comments, if you have. Charles, do you have a question or comments? Um, earlier, there was a question about why transform the variables to be normally distributed. Uh, actually, it's a very good question. I don't think I know the most uh, the, there, there may be um, something more authoritative about it, like there may be a more standard answer. Uh, I think part of it, as Joseph mentioned, is that some methods might assume the variable to be normally distributed. But I think that doesn't apply to a lot of methods. Uh, so there may be, there may be some other reason. Yeah, thank you, Charles. So we, as a, as a will become the take, take home work for us to, yeah, did some, to do some research about why, yeah. Thank you. From, oh, Joseph, do you want to try me? Uh, sorry, what's the question? Oh, no. Uh, yeah, Charles uh, just uh, mentioned the question about uh, why we uh, transform, normalize those features and uh, I say it might be the take home for everyone this week. Okay, yeah, this is an interesting question. We can uh, delve into it more. Feel free to share it in the group. Yeah, and also we I, I'll ask uh, uh, in what cases that you want to uh, delete outlier and in what cases you want to keep them. Keep them, you mean Outliers? Right. 
yeah, it's not always you just delete those outliers. Sometimes you might want to, for example, if you have some of the uh, like a uh, fraud detection projects for credit card, you will see that many of uh, those fraud are very rare. They might be outliers you are thinking about, but they are very important. And most of the uh, transactions are normal, so you won't uh, you you want to, and all, all the the fraud transaction can be only like point one percent, and those you if you regard them as outlier, then you cannot predict them at all. Yeah, I just asked this question to our um, fraud detection model modeler in in our company. Yeah, you are. You are right, Joseph. It's only one percent of the the might be detected, or even less, as broader. So what we do is do the upsampling because those features are so valuable. So we upsampling these features to have more relevant, uh, relatively balanced data. Okay, any other question, any other comments? Uh, and one thing I don't know if you guys uh, pay attention is how to generate the test data set. Uh, I think um, maybe we should also uh, look at this part. I don't have chance to talk too deep into it, but uh, actually Charles mentioned last time already that uh, if you want to uh, randomly pick a test set. You may want to check whether it is uh, uh, the the data itself is randomized. If it is not, then you want to uh, stratify random sampling. And uh, this in this uh, in this uh, case that you really created a stratified sampling uh, to make sure the uh, male to female ratio in each of the sample. Are the same for the total examples, examples, sample that they said. Yeah, thank you, Joseph, for mentioning it. I also see um, the author intentionally categorized the target variable, the median price, into um, four categories or more, and then uh, do the stratified uh, sampling based on each category in, in order to make sure the selected sample the target variable have the similar distribution as uh, the whole population. Yeah, we can talk about more this uh, next time. Um, so I really enjoyed today's uh, discussion and thank you, Joseph, for preparing and uh, do the all the summary. I think I benefit a lot since I do the homework before our discussion. So I will do the homework uh, next week. Look, looking forward to uh, have the further discussion together. I can almost see it, that dream I'm dreaming, but. There's a voice inside my head saying you'll never reach it Every step I'm taking, every move I make feels lost with no direction My faith is shaking, but I, I gotta keep trying 
I'm taking the chances I'm taking. 